0: Welcome to Laugh It Up Fuzzball. I am Joe the Wookiee Riot. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about life, the universe, and everything, but mostly geek stuff. A place where we get to let our geek flag fly and talk about all things geek. As I've said before, this isn't an amalgamation of geek news or a comprehensive guide to all genres or the world of geekdom. Hopefully it's just a fun place to cover some geek news, comics, The Simpsons, Star Wars, or whatever randomness finds its way onto the recording. But let us get started. Well, hey, hey, friends. Welcome to Laugh It Up Fuzzball. And, uh, yeah, no no friends, no interesting topics, so to speak, other than all of the geeky news. And topics that have happened since the last time we've done one of these solo episodes. So, hey, news roundup. And uh, Wookie, just so excited to be recording here in the home studio. And actually being here at home, away from the crazy hotels with toddlers found in hallways and weird people wanting to give hugs. And other assorted uh, bric-a-brac of humanity. No, just uh, me at home. Boy sleeping in his big boy bed next to his uh, Buzz Lightyear and under his Buzz Lightyear blanket, and just uh, super stoked to to be doing a, a news roundup episode. Uh, you know, with a, with reasonable internet and uh, here for you. So we're just gonna get into it. Not a crazy crazy amount of news. But that said, it'll probably still be like an hour long episode. But uh, we'll just get to it and see where it goes. And of course, we always start off these news roundups with the triple F, the fantabulous fuzzballs focus where all of the news that gets dropped on the laugh at Up fuzzballs Facebook group plug 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 I round it up and uh, and dropped some thoughts or ideas about the different things of course some of the news comes from me the majority of the news comes from the semi-official news mofo Marshall Danny himself while he uh, is still on hiatus and uh, dealing with his upcoming nuptials <laughs> the old buddy you're like a month away. Don't be nervous. <laughs> no cold feet. Just a hot dog. You're gonna be poor, but it's gonna be worth it. It's gonna be magical. And uh yeah, uh, you know, he's gone, but he he's still in our hearts, and he's still in our news feed, dropping all sorts of news. And for that he says, You're welcome. Uh but the first uh thing that Danny dropped, he actually dropped it on the night that I recorded, or at least dropped uh this last news roundup, Mario Boots. From Red Wing Shoes, if you ever wanted to wear shoes that look just like the shoes that the plumber wears in the video game that you probably like, hey, uh, I guess you can. I don't know, I know that they're like at the Nintendo store like in New York, not sure uh, how they're available, when they're available, who would want to actually wear them other than somebody uh, doing a Mario cosplay for a con. But uh, hey, if that's if that's your bag, check them out, Red Wing Shoes, Mario Boots. Definitely look like old, old plumber shoes from the video game. <laughs> uh, executive producer Victoria Alonso was released by Marvel Studios, which is crazy news uh, as, a, as an LGBTQ minority female high up in in, in Marvel Studios, uh, dealing with MCU all the way back to Iron Man and through through Endgame and, and all the way really up to Amon, uh, Amon and the Wasp Quantumania. Heavily involved, a lot of executive producer credits. Uh, I think started her career in the visual effects side of things. But uh, there's this is a complicated story. Uh, there's things that maybe it was uh, the the independent film that she worked on, Argentina, or uh, maybe it was uh, you know how it was working with her, or maybe maybe it's uh, them not liking the current state of like the visual effects and whatnot. You know, there's there's lots of articles you can read online about this. But but the long long and short is uh she no longer works for Marvel and only time will tell if uh if that's a good thing. You know, sometimes sometimes it's it's time. I'm sure honestly, I'm sure she got some sort of golden parachute. We don't have to worry about her being destitute on the streets. But uh yeah, uh, you know, there are some Marvel shake ups going on and uh, I don't I don't think that necessarily falls with uh bob Iger taking over as ceo for disney um but yeah i mean marvel i still think marvel's doing fine i still think the movies are good but you know uh as far as like revenue and and critics and audiences uh you know marvel not hitting on all all cylinders like it did you know towards the tail end of uh, the infinity saga so you know uh, with that sort of thing happening there's bound to be some sort of shakeups quantum mania did not make anywhere near the money i'm sure that they were hoping for it it was it was supposed to be a huge big event with you know kang and the kicking off everything going on with this multiverse saga and uh it did well enough for itself arguably better at least domestically than any of the other you know ant-man ant-man and the wasp uh but you know they uh they they have expectations so maybe that's part of it I'm sure this is something that's been bubbling. There'll be another news article, which is something that was bubbling for a long, long time. But uh, it's, it's curious. And uh, we shall see what, what, what's, the, what's the state of everything when the dust settles. Because I'm sure this is not the last little bit of you know big shakeups so that will we'll come in the future based on performance and things like that. Um, Danny did post an article with every Mandalorian clan in house. It's a it's a good read. You can click on it. You know, honestly, not as many clans and houses as you might hope for, uh, but it is interesting. You know, this really made me think. Um, Blue was telling me that his brother recently just started falling in love with the Mandalorians, learning everything that he can about it. And this is this is a sort of article that that assists in that way. Of course, I, I hear house and clan, and I can't help but <laughs> be like, Game of Thrones. What do you what do you mean? And I I guess there probably is. A world where a show like that could work with the Mandalorians or maybe even some flavors of that in the Mandalorian but uh it's a it's a good article it is worth a read um what else everything everywhere all at once the directors Daniel Kwan and Daniel Shiner they are affectionately known as the Daniels but they've joined skeleton crew as directors for at least one episode and, and yeah of course they're right and high everything everywhere all at once the most awarded film of all time. And, uh, you know, they they have made a lot of people happy with the content that they put out, and uh, and now they've found a way into the Star Wars world to at least be auteurs for an episode of uh, Skeleton Crew, which is really, really cool. Their filmography isn't it is it huge. They did a whole bunch of different music videos, but uh, I, they also were the directors of the film Swiss Army Man, uh, which was a movie that was so incredibly good Considering it was uh, two guys and one of them was a farting corpse, so and which happened to be Daniel Radcliffe, a.k.a. Harry Potter. So <laughs> they, uh, they've they been two for two for me with so Army Man and everything everywhere all at once. So I am very eager to see what their uh, particular sensibilities will bring to, to a John Hughes-style coming-of-age Star Wars show, like Skeleton Crew starring Jude Law. So, cool. Sweet Tooth 2, Season 2. April 27th and we got a trailer. Uh, Netflix, April 27th. I, I think I have adequately here on the podcast said how much I love that first season of Sweet Tooth. How hot dog cute and good and dark and funny and loving that show was. But I, I'm so eager to to binge and, and catch up with this second season of the show. it uh, looks like they're they're picking right up where they left off with the first season. Uh, With the with the baddies and what's going on for uh, for sweet lovable antlered hero uh, in in the show, so man, I just uh, it's it's so good. Sweet Tooth, it's it's a show so good that I I, well I haven't spent the money to to read the uh, the comics. It's just so freaking incredible. It is a really really great show. I'm, I'm sure the comic by Jeff Lemire is equally great but gus and and big man and all the other characters and it looks like we're going to get a lot more for these hybrid children and uh yeah i uh, i am really really looking forward to it April 27th right around the corner less than a month so yeah we're going to get to enjoy all of that and we're all going to be the winners for it and if you haven't yet watched the first season of sweet tooth now's your chance to uh to catch up on that show and, and join me on the journey of a lifetime as we get to enjoy the second season of it. Uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, we've talked about it here on the podcast. Uh, you know, things go into the public domain. And then a particular horror director decides to just uh, make a, a violent slasher film with, with Pooh and Piglet. But apparently it's uh, been pulled from Hong Kong cinemas uh, they it was going to play. And then apparently Winnie the Pooh is some sort of political joke. With president z of china and i'm not quite sure how all that works but um uh, apparently that somehow there maybe they just realized that like, wait wait they're taking level Pooh bear and making him a murderer so uh yeah it's it's not gonna get to be shown over there in hong kong and china and um, i don't know that the director of it ever hoped to make billions of dollars but that, that does suck that There's one less avenue for income so hey uh i guess they're just gonna have to bootleg it over there in china uh stephen knight is taking over writing on the new star wars film uh, previously damon Lindelof and justin brick gibson were tied on as writers as far as i understand it they did submit their draft in february and then they exited the project now you know this new writer coming in is it—is it, is it going to be for touch-ups is it going to be for an entirely new script this film doesn't come out until 2025 so there's time for either one of those things I mean, but what we do know is Ms. Marvel director Charmin Obayi Shamoy is still attached as the director. I mean, prior to this news that Lindelof left and then the Steven Knight taking over, Lindelof cast doubt. He basically said that the job was extremely, extremely, extremely hard, and that if the product could not be great, it shouldn't exist. Um, I mean, Knight wowed a lot of people with Peaky Blinders and, and a lot of other fare. He is a talented writer in his own front. And uh, maybe that means we're going to get a movie that's that's going to be like, you know, criminals. And uh, the darker, seedier side of Star Wars. We know that it takes place after the sequel series. And beyond that, honestly, Star Wars Celebration is right around the corner. We're going to be getting lots of news from that. Maybe even the title of the movie. So we'll just have to, to wait and see. And we'll talk about it as more information comes out. On the Star Wars front that's not Star Wars, Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon apparently is not just getting uh, a cut that you're going to see on netflix but there's going to be an r-rated snyder cut if you will uh december 22nd the first of two movies i think my big takeaway when i was reading this article was like it's so big it was split into two movies like hot dog they're just letting Zack snyder do exactly what he wants it's interesting that it was an idea he had for star wars that he never got a chance to like either pitch or or do for lucasfilm so now he's making his own thing and uh, you know I, I love sci-fi I like things inspired by Star Wars and I'm very keen to see what this is I myself actually like Zack Snyder's like sensibilities and the way he shoots things yeah it's darker and edgier but he, he's doing Star Wars but it's not Star Wars and uh, if people don't like it Star Wars still exists could it? Could he do something so good where Lucasfilm was like hey you want to come over and actually play in the real sandbox who knows but uh we don't have that long to wait it's pretty interesting that you know here in 2023 uh originally we were potentially going to get a star wars film in 2023 and that all fell through but instead we're going to get zack snyder's uh star wars-esque movie uh not in theaters although they'll probably do some sort of theatrical release for like award consideration but uh december 22nd right there around that new date like taken over by star wars so uh yeah half a year or eight months and then we get to see exactly what this is uh I, there was uh the news from danny the secret of asia and get a got to, got a july 21st release date uh which then was pulled uh from the disney plus site to say coming soon but there's going to be i already shared something on laugh it up fuzzballs which confirms this So, uh, yeah, got a a July 21st date. Uh, Questlove is apparently going to be directing the live-action Aristocats movie. Um, I'm sure Amir Thompson will bring soul and jazz and much less racism to this live-action film, but hot dog for me is this just a case of nobody asked for this movie, so let's hope it's good. Uh, I have, I think during the pandemic or shortly after the pandemic, rewatched Aristocats, with my kiddos and just be like man i didn't like this movie when i first saw it and every time i see it i I just i you know it's just whatever for me just a cartoon entertainment there's nothing really (laughs) that great for me in this so i'm like wow live action uh, probably straight to disney plus uh where like i'm excited for that wendy and peter pan movie that's coming out this april uh this does not even getting quest love directing very happy for him to get uh, to get his uh you know first gig directing doing something cool like this, but uh yeah well, nobody asked for it in that first movie especially uh when they're in the jazz club with the cats it's just very very racist so uh, yeah I, I would think this sort of movie would just end up in the dustbin of history right next to Song of the South but uh apparently not I mean my my least, uh, oldest daughter. Loved some Murray something fierce so god i had to watch this movie or at least have it on in the room way too much when when uh when she was young so uh okay a lot of people going to be excited and probably my oldest daughter among them uh if you did not see jonathan majors was arrested um and then there were articles of people you know people saying they a sociopath an abuser and has an abusive history uh not not fun to work with uh but then there's been stuff coming out from from the you know uh, potential the person who was attacked uh as well as his partner saying that none of this is true There's, there's all sorts of you know evidence saying that you know the narrative that was spun isn't what actually happened i mean all all i can say a is everyone is innocent until proven guilty Uh, the court of public opinion does not matter in this case until we actually get some concrete like evidence of wrongdoing uh is is it the best light for marvel (laughs) no no it is not especially with jonathan majors being poised to be the big bad and his king to be appearing across multiple different uh entertainment pieces of this infinity saga uh but but as of now, and from the things I've seen, uh, you know, regardless of you know what previous people have said about you know his behaviors, that this what he was arrested for, it seems like he's probably going to get off completely because it may not have been what what it was first reported, and uh, we'll just leave it at that. I mean, I remember this really gets me thinking about like all the Ezra Miller stuff, and when the first Ezra Miller thing happened, the the choke slam at somebody in a bar. Uh, you know, it was like, oh man, that's, that's not a good look. And, uh, it was like, what's, what's going to happen for it. And I I sort of put this Jonathan Majors news right there amongst that. If that had been the only thing that had happened with Ezra Miller, I wouldn't be on the, on the boat where I'm not going to be watching a flash movie. Now, you know, more stuff came out and more things came to light and then there were arrests and blah, blah, blah for Ezra Miller. They, uh, they, they, they had a time. Uh, and hopefully if hopefully are done with all that but only time will tell but uh this is this is the first shot across the bow i guess for jonathan majors like in the mcu and uh we'll just have to see how it, how it all plays out but for for now it seems like it may just be something that piques people's interest and it's quickly forgotten and and the mcu machine moves on if they don't move on man that's tough yes uh my buddy steven completely right that roles can be recast uh has been done in the marvel universe but wow that would be a really really big role and jonathan majors is an incredibly talented actor who's bringing a lot to king uh in his many different iterations so yeah uh wow (laughs) wow and and just keep your eyes open i suppose in uh, other crazy wild news, Disney fired Ike Perlmutter. Perlmutter. And, uh, you know, I see this, and I'm just like, bye. Bye, Ike. Uh, we don't like Ike in this case. <laughs> I mean, uh, he he just, uh, what a what a interesting, uh, you know, pseudo-villain in the world of uh, Marvel Studios. Uh, really, really. Really big involved, you know. Before Disney bought Marvel, uh, really the person who responsible for a lot of those Netflix, you know, Marvel Marvel shows existing. But always, always at loggerheads with Kevin Feige. And then reports coming out that you know when Doctor Strange uh, came out, he wanted to fire Kevin Feige. And can even imagine the MCU with without the influence. You know, I I get that Kevin Feige is just like you know a producer. But, but he's so involved and, and so like orchestrates this machine that I just can't imagine it all working out the way it did. It just seemed like, you know, uh, Ike Pro Monitor, there's, there's reports that he didn't want Ms. Marvel. He didn't want Black Panther because he didn't think people would be interested in a female or a, a black-led uh, superhero movie. And uh, that's just gross and grody and makes me d- dislike the individual even more. But you know, just just butting heads were, like at at that t- there was a time where like Marvel Television and Marvel movies could not could not coexist, and uh, and then I guess there's stuff with uh, with the Disney board and him trying uh, to orchestrate like new leadership and blah 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 blah, and uh, with uh, with you know Disney saying that they needed to you know cut like billions of dollars and that was gonna be with layoffs, uh, they they saw an opportunity. Just a uh, golden parachute. I promote her out of the world uh, that they that they want to make money off of. And uh, bye bye. Uh, nice. Danny posted unicorn warriors eternal trailer. Uh, this is a cartoon from gendy Tartakovsky. Uh, May fourth on Cartoon Network and HBO Max. It, it looks cool. It is a, a different. I mean, it's not the the standard Tarkovsky animation style like you would see in his Clone Wars or Primal, but uh, it looks cool, and uh, it could be an enjoyable cartoon for people to watch, and uh, it's an interesting premise, uh, with the with the you know the triad of powers that are passed down through generations, and uh, I and I, I like the the steampunk uh, Archimedes. Uh, robot character that was in the trailer and it, it's it's a cool trailer uh watch it either on, either on the laugh at the facebook group plug 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 or uh, or find it elsewhere on other animation news scott pilgrim anime with the uh the original movie voice cast i mean michael sarah mary elizabeth winstead staya baba karen colkin chris evans and brie larson Confirmed to be coming back Edgar Wright executive producing with the graphic novel creators Brian Lee O'Malley and Ben David Grabinski writing and show money show running for the Netflix show. (laughs) It's all good news uh, that Scott Pilgrim vs. the world uh, is remains in my my top five, maybe even my top three, maybe even my top two, maybe my number one of comic book movie adaptations. It is it is incredible it did not do well in the theaters but thankfully has become a cult classic and is is revered by a lot more people than just me and danny the marshall danny danny the deuce uh but yeah get in more and get an anime form just really really cool and netflix smartly taking something that are people really into uh keeping a lot of the things that people really enjoyed and giving us something new and that is really really cool and all the people involved a A plus win-win-win for all of us uh star trek you know there was the news last time we did this news roundup that discovery was done and then picard you know season three uh as as far as we know is the end of picard uh we haven't gotten confirmation for season two of strange new worlds Uh, i think prodigy the animated is getting a second season uh, I've I'm, I'm only like eight episodes into that first season. I just realized actually this week that there's like eighteen episodes or something, and I was like, hot dog! Well, I got something to watch every once in a while and catch up on it. My buddy uh, Kyle said that it's it's really really good, like Rebels good. So I'm I'm interested in watching more for that Prodigy show. But uh, they're doing another another series, Star Trek Starfleet Academy, and uh, we don't we don't know stars, uh, we don't know story. Uh, basically, all of the stuff with this announcement is them literally like pretending that they're recruiting for Starfleet, uh, and uh, I uh, I sort of approve of that. It's a, a unique way to to do an announcement, and uh, it, it could be good. You know what I mean? I don't I don't know. Um, you know what? How this ties into the the Section Thirty One of it all with Michelle Yao or with the stuff from Disco or from Picard. But um, hey. They they have an idea for a new series, and uh, we'll have to see what it is. It's going to be on Paramount Plus for sure, and uh, it's just I think I just think it's exciting news that uh, the people behind Star Trek are committed to giving us more content and new series, and uh, they've they've done they've really really hit the ball well for most of the series. So uh, I am I'm eager to see whatever whoever whenever whatever it is. Um, Joe Quesada joins Amazon to develop comic book properties. Uh, do, is it him developing his own personal stuff or just basically being the, you know, the, the man orchestrating all the different comic book properties that, that Amazon's going to have? To be continued. But Joe Quesada is immensely talented. Uh, you know, when he left Marvel, people wondered, you know, where it would all shake out. And uh, this seems to be the case and uh, i think uh it is good news for all of us because it just means more comic book stuff to enjoy on streamers and uh, amazon really has, has a good track record with the stuff that they do so um i think this is really delightful news uh in news it's sort of like weird e3 2023 canceled uh the e3 convention has not happened since 2019 before the pandemic Uh, They did cancel their 2022 one and say, hey, we're going to do 2023. Now they've canceled 2023, and uh, maybe there'll be E3s in the future. Uh, I'm not sure that it's a good sign that they felt the event didn't garner the amount of interest they'd hoped for. I'm not sure that canceling it one more time is going to engender that interest that they're hoping for, but it could be. This would have happened at the Los Angeles Convention Center, which is right down the road from where I, I, I personally podcast and live So, uh, never been to an E3, but Hot Dog at one point was it the thing for video games. And, uh, now it seems like it may be going the way of the Dodo, and we'll just have to see if there is an an E3 next year, uh, but for now, we don't know. Uh, apparently a Rod Serling memorial is planned for his hometown of Binghamton, New York. Uh, if you want to help the Kickstarter campaign, there's info in the article Danny shared, or you can type in, uh, Rod Serling Memorial Kickstarter, and that'll that'll take you directly to it through the interwebs. But I, I think that's neat, you know, uh, his hometown even played into one of the episodes of the Twilight Zone. But Rod Serling, you know, died way too young, age fifty, I believe. But um, yeah, uh, I'm I'm all about that, especially because it's in his hometown. You know what I mean? Like if if you're a creator that that really brought so much to pop culture and entertainment and the geek sphere, that perfectly appropriate in a in a park in your hometown to have a statue of you just uh just uh to, to be rod sterling <laughs> and i i think he uh, was such a interesting character and such a talented talented human so uh, i support this uh, danny also posted a little bit of science news apparently t-rex may not have had giant teeth maybe our entire childhoods are are a freaking lie is, is that the case uh, maybe, <laughs> basically, uh, it's just some scientists, like, seeing Komodo dragon skulls, and, uh, you know, their skulls make it look like they have big, huge, shiny teeth, but when you actually see a Komodo dragon, they've got, like, scaly reptilian gums that cover most of those teeth, and then the points come out, and then they theorize that could have actually been the case for T-Rex as well. Does that mean that, like, when he smiled, he had nice, flat, happy, like the, the little picture I did of the T-Rex with the, the dentures out? No. It means he still had a whole bunch of sharp, pointy teeth that you did not want to get chased down by this massive, tons and tons of, of, uh, of, of scaled avian uh, ferocity. Uh, but yes, maybe uh, maybe the you know, Jurassic Park of it all and uh, depictions of the T-Rex for, for decades and decades and many, many people's childhoods may not actually be the thing and that's that's you know people just the fact that scientists and paleontologists are still studying dinosaurs and conjecturing and theorizing about different things and what they were i mean millions of years have passed since since dinosaurs roamed the earth so uh i i think it is interesting but yeah uh was that the news i thought that we were going to round up amongst all the other stuff no but it is it is indeed a new information for all of us, and thank you for sharing, Mr. Danny. In news not dropped by Mr. Danny, uh, there's a couple things that I shared on the Laughing Fuzzles Facebook group. Plug, plug, plug. Uh, the first, an interview with Jean Favreau and Dave Filoni, all about Mandalorian stuff. I don't want to spoil it, uh, but you can you can find it pretty pretty high up on the feed. Lots of lots of interesting information there. Also shared an interview with Harrison Ford, uh, which is just him very brusque. But also being very candid uh, with a with a reporter, <laughs> basically, I know who the F I am. <laughs> like he knows who the F he is. And uh, I thought the thought the interview was very nice. And uh, the news felt a little light at the time on the on the Laugh of Fuzzballs Facebook group. So uh, I sh- I shared both those interviews, and I, I think they are worth checking out. Also shared uh, the news that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Last Ronin is apparently going to get adapted as a video game. Uh, it is, uh, I guess, an Elseworlds story about what happens with the Turtles, uh, and and one of them, uh, being the last last Ronin, and and what has happened to the world at large uh, as as the Turtles have aged, and uh, yeah, I know I know some details about it, uh, but I do know you know doing a third person uh, action adventure adapting it seems like a cool thing and could be one more way to get that story out to audiences, so uh, we celebrate. There's really there's no game company details who's working on it uh but but that they intend to do a video game adaptation of the last ronin which i think is is cool uh other news the last of us is apparently going to adapt uh part two which is the second video game into multiple seasons so season one of the last of us was was the first video game uh but they they feel that there is enough story in part two to do multiple seasons to give us at least two more seasons uh if not more they have said that they they do not intend to to do any of the show beyond the the story that has already come out Uh, i haven't actually read anything if there's a part three i think somebody was saying that there's part three being worked on who knows and maybe that's like synchronicity where it all works out like part three comes out in time for them to do more seasons of the last of us uh the the fact is that everybody or lots and lots of people love the hell out of that show myself and my wife included and uh, i think it's rad that there's enough story in the in the second video game to give us more than one season and uh, i look forward to it but we're not going to get it until 2024 2025. uh so you know as good as that show is sometimes you just have to play the patient waiting game uh, but since they're adapting it into multiple seasons, maybe they'll, they'll figure it out where they can film it all together. And we don't have as long as a wait between season two and season three. And that could be something we could hope for. Uh, other news, Liv Tyler has joined Captain America New World Order. Uh, young, young Wookiee who had a crush on Liv Tyler when I was very, very young uh, celebrates this news. Uh, I, I liked her playing Betty Ross In that first Hulk movie, I don't think that first Hulk movie is all that great. But I also don't think it's as bad as everybody says. I know we did a comic book movie Defenders on it a way back. Uh, It's a Hulk-sized CBM Defenders. I don't actually have uh, the number right in front of me. Uh, But, you know, with the leader coming back, with Tim Blake Nelson playing the leader, with uh, Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross coming back, although albeit with Harrison Ford playing that character... And then Liv Tyler, and Blue's absolutely right, calling it the, you know, get a Red Hulk or, or, or Red She-Hulk all on the table and possibilities. And it just does make me wonder, you know, I've, I've even heard rumors of the Serpent Society in this movie, and uh, is it actually a Captain America movie, or are we just getting a, a thinly veiled Hulk sequel? Uh, that just so happens to have Sam Wilson and, and whatever he brings to the table. Uh, I'm sure uh, that they're they're working on all the stuff and putting it all together cleverly. Uh, but yeah, there's gonna there's some justice. You know, we already got Tim Roth's Abomination, and and who knows? He could even show up in Captain America: New World Order, and uh, you know, Hulk: New World Order. We should all look forward to it, especially uh, get in live Tyler back. Uh, and I, I I would be curious to if they're actually going to have Mark Ruffalo show up to interact uh, with her because you know Edward Norton gone so time will tell but uh, I think it, I think it's cool news and I for one would really really think it'd be rad if we got Red She Hulk in the MCU so I hope Blue is correct and then the last thing that actually dropped today right before I started recording was uh, the Secret Invasion trailer came. June twenty first. It's official because it's on that freaking trailer, uh, and uh, it's it's a dope looking trailer. Uh, I I highly highly hope everybody, all the seven hundred plus people on Laughing Up Fuzzballs, the Facebook group, plug plug plug. Watch watch this rad ass trailer. Sam Sam Jackson, Nick Fury, and and Talos, and seeing a lot for Amelia Clark, and uh, it just. Espionage and spy and 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 double agents and scrolls and and no Avengers and w- w- whatever timeline it doesn't doesn't necessarily look like it takes place during the blip, which is news that came out in the past, but maybe it could. Uh, we shall see. But hot dog, it looks so freaking good, and I'm I'm so looking forward to two and a half months blurring by, so I can enjoy the piss out of the show and the last little news thing not for me not from danny but from good friend Corey, the first son he saw dungeons and dragons honor among thieves he's not a dungeons and dragons guy but he thinks the movie's good and highly recommends it to people and uh that good enough for me cory thanks so much kind sir and uh, i really really want to see this movie in the theaters uh trying to figure out if there is a way to take the wife on a date night to see Dungeons and Dragons, although I think this weekend we're probably going to see the Super Mario Brother movie. Uh, only movie I've seen this year so far is Quantumania. Haven't even talked about that here on the podcast, uh, but yeah, I really want to see Dungeons and Dragons, very very much. Uh, so yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm excited. But that is all the stuff from the Fantabulous Fuzzballs Focus that takes us to uh, other segments. So we'll do some Star Wars news and let the Wookiee win. And we have to we have to start off with a. Uh, Bit of a bummer news that actually came out today too. Rest in peace, Angie Mayhew, uh, the widow of Peter Mayhew, uh, Chewbacca first in our hearts, um, and uh, due to complications from heart surgery, she passed away. Reunited with her beloved in uh, whatever whatever afterlife exists for all of us uh, mortal beings here in this existence, uh, but it's just sad she she really carried on the torch. For, uh, the Mayhew Foundation, and and all the stuff that Peter Mayhew used his celebrity and his position for, uh, hopefully the Mayhew Foundation uh, board and everything is is so strong to exist beyond her passing. Uh, but it's just really really sad. Uh, but but alas, we're all mortal and uh, we shuffle shuffle the coil, so to speak, at some point. Um, so we we just celebrate the uh, the combined energies of Angie and. Peter being reunited beyond our mortal plane, and uh, it's bummer news. I just saw it, and I was like, "Oh man, oh, that stinks." Uh, but I'm glad that she's not suffering, and uh, and we we celebrate. You know, married Peter Mayhew in 1999. He got to be a stepdad, two or three kids uh, by loving marriage until until Peter's passing, and then she just carried on his legacy and went to cons. And did all sorts of great stuff. I definitely have. I mean, I don't know her, but I've met her behind the behind the counter at the at the Mayhew Foundation, and uh, just sad. But we we celebrate you know the love that she gave to the real Chewbacca, to the man, the blue eyes behind the mask, and um, yeah. But it's mean, not really much more you can say about it. It's a bummer. And they're also in the Star Wars front. Just a rest in peace to Paul Grant, who died at the age of fifty six. Uh, a, a actor, a little person uh, who you know you would know working as an Ewok in Return of the Jedi. I actually don't know which Ewok. And I tried to look, but I didn't find it in my dives. Uh, he also was a goblin, uncredited in Harry Potter. Uh, he also was a goblin in the movie Labyrinth. Uh, he was one of the goblins you know in the dance magic dance magic dance magic dance magic put that magic spell on me watch that baby and make him scream <laughs> so uh one of the goblins and he did uh stunt double work on legend labyrinth and willow uh so yeah uh 56 way way too young uh but we celebrate the work that you that you brought to all of us geeks paul and uh Hope that you're in a better place, kind sir. And say hi to Angie and Peter Forrest. Uh, other Star Wars news, John Favreau has said that he'll work in the Mandoverse as long as audience connect to it. So if you're like, I, 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 are we going to get beyond season three? We're definitely going get season four, because he already wrote it. Uh, but it, it appears that John Favreau will continue tinkering and playing in this Mandoverse as long as we will let him. Uh, so... Hopefully we just all stay invested and and entertained, and uh, it just continues on. In the article I was actually reading about, it's like we're calling it ten seasons, of Mando, and you know what? I wouldn't hate that as long as it's good storytelling, and uh, I enjoy the pulp adventure of Mando very very much. And as as long as as Johnny Favs wants to work on it, I celebrate it. Uh, there is a rumor that Acolyte, when it comes out, that it's eight episodes, may actually be one hour long each meaning we get eight full hours of this show and i hope that's true but i haven't seen the show so i don't know if it's any good or if i really enjoy it so uh, that could be too long you know in some cases you know the the one of the the second longest mando episode ever uh i felt was a little too long you know what i mean so uh it could be really really good news for all of us uh but yeah that's a that's a lot of time to tell a really good story so hopefully uh hopefully that's all good news for all of us. Uh if you did not see, so uh Katie O'Brien is the actress who plays Elia Kane in The Mandalorian. And uh I don't know if uh well so basically, you know, she she is a lesbian, she is a, a strong she her actress, but uh, you know, she she comes out and everybody all of a sudden is, is talking about Gina Carano again, you know, the you know, she's she's uh I don't I don't actually don't know if Gina Carano is what her uh, whatever her sexual orientation is, nor does it really matter to me. But basically, you know, saying they they got rid of a strong female who uh, made comments, and then they got they got a a lesbian actress that toes the line is the long and short of it. And I actually thought it was sort of um, noteworthy and nice that Gina Carano actually came to the defense of katie o'brien and was like no this is not the proper narrative this is not okay katie o'brien is wonderful i met her i worked with her she was great and and you should stop doing this thing and i i you know i i, I give a a clap to to gina carano for not for not taking it does she's never seemed to take the opportunity to uh, be awful with everything that happened to her Losing, losing, you know all the stuff with uh, with Cardune, and uh, I just you know I don't I don't like talking ill of people all the time, and I wanted to to give uh, Gina Carano a little bit of props for uh, for coming to the defense of a fellow actress and uh, and not not cowtown, you know, the with the, her her fans and I'm not I'm not saying her fans are right wing or whatnot, but you know, what people just been like, Oh, here's our moment to be like, Oh, Jana Crow, you're so great and we don't like this actress. I you know, uh, Elia Kane in season two Amando, I was like, Okay, whatever. But but what so far what we've seen of the character in season three I've enjoyed. Uh, she also played Jen Tora in the Quantumania movie and there's people that have some thoughts on that. But uh, she was in Z Nation um, she actually played a, a role on Black Lightning, and I think, I um, Kitty O'Brien is like, growing into her acting chops. She was even in Marvel's Agents of Shield as a character named Kimball. So I think as the the actor gets more time to do more roles, just uh, growing into into her acting chops, and uh, I'm I'm curious to see what what more she brings to the Star Wars universe. I mean, that said, she's a bad guy, so I'm I'm gonna root for the good guys and hope that, <laughs> that good things don't happen. Uh, fictionally for for the human being but uh yeah i i just i despise anybody that comes after actors online or tries to to put down one actor to raise up another i just i think that's awful so i'll just leave it there and the last little bit of star wars news hyperspace mountain is uh back at disneyland may 1st to june 5th uh, <laughs> as someone who works for the for that, that particular theme park, I've seen things like, for Star Wars month, uh friends, May is 31 days long. I know, because it's my birth month. Uh, June 5th, that's five extra days. That said, I love the Star Wars overlay for Space Mountain. Uh, it's my favorite version of Space Mountain, and not just because it's Star Wars. It's just so good. It fits together so nicely. It's, uh, I actually just wish it was that all the freaking time. Uh, I think uh, the hyperspace mountain makes much more sense than than uh, space mountain, and not where, wherever it exists in the in the semi futuristic world of yesterday land. <laughs> but uh, so excited if uh, if you do the Disney or you have access to it. Hey, really, really good news, and uh, it makes me want to sign myself into the park to at least ride it once uh, somewhere next month. So cool news, and that's just gonna take us to the the last little bit of geek news, the flavor of the geek. Which is where I compile all the other geeky flavors that uh, aren't Star Wars and weren't on the Fantabulous Fuzzballs Focus. So the first thing uh, TMNT is going to celebrate thirty years uh, with a comic collection from IDW. Uh, I guess I just have to be that guy that point out that the first publication of Teenage Ninja Turtles was in May nineteen eighty four. So they don't get to celebrate thirty years until next year in twenty twenty four. That said. Wow, we've almost almost had turtles in our life for thirty years. Craziness. Uh, actually, uh, well, fuck. That's. I'm. I'm just suddenly realizing that I'm really bad at math, because uh, that's gonna be forty years. Oh, fudge, fudge nuggets and sickles. So I don't even. I don't even know where. I just saw the TMNT was celebrating thirty years, and. Uh, I, now now I'm completely lost please hold while I figure out my life figuring out his life music figuring out his life so this is what the wookie can figure out about his life I have no idea where where this news story came from I was like hot dog the turtles are 30 years I didn't give it any more thought I just threw it into my phone where I where I put one of the many places that I put news articles that said i think this just like resurfaced from somewhere because uh, apparently the they did do a 30-year celebration uh back in 2014 idw did a comic so maybe that just popped on somebody's radar and they 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 dropped down a thing the the first turtles movie 1990 so in 2020 they did do a do a 30-year celebration of that movie existing uh and uh I have no idea. I'm not going to delete this because I believe in full transparency here on the podcast. You can hear what a dunderhead I am right here at the top of Flavor of the Geek. And we're just going to keep moving on with some actual stuff that uh, is more corroborated. Shazam director David F. Sandberg has said that he's done with superhero movies for now. I've not seen Shazam Fury of the Gods, Shazam 2. Uh, uh, Apparently, uh, some people like it and some people hate it. Uh, David F. Samberg did say that he was surprised to get both the lowest critic score and the highest audience score of his career uh, with the movie. He's excited to go back to horror and hang up his superhero boots. And uh, you know what? He he gave us two Shazam movies and lots of other good content. And uh, it's just a shame. But that's, that's you know, the DCU is still in flux and shake up with everything going on for James Gunn. And there's there's an entire narrative with uh, with the, the Snyderverse fans... And, and people you know wanting what they had and where it could have gone and not too happy about where things are going. Uh, it, it seems like you know even with Quantumania that people have not, since Avatar 2, made all the money. Maybe people are too poor to go see any other movies because, <laughs> because Avatar got all the movies because none of the movies seem to be doing as well as everybody hopes. I've seen some of the numbers for the Dungeons and Dragons movies and it seems that it's doing well, but I don't know that it's doing as well as they would have hoped, we'll see when the when this weekend shakes out and there's some news article about it. But uh, it's just a, a bummer. But uh, hopefully that that means uh, David Samberg can get back to his roots and give give people that love the horror genre uh, do something nice in that world. And uh, I'm sure I'm sure he's not done working, uh, but done working with DC and Shazam uh, for now or for forever. We'll see. Uh, other news: Andy Kaufman to be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame just in time for WWE to be bought by somebody else, and uh, for for that butthead of a of a former owner, high stake shareholder, majority stake person, uh, don't even want to say his name. <laughs> Danny's like, just say his name. I'm not saying his name, Danny. Get over it. Uh, but yeah, Andy Kaufman. Involved with WWE in so much uh, with his comedy and his stunts with Jerry the King Lawler, and uh, I think that's sort of neat for them to give a little kudos uh, for his part in the history of uh, professional wrestling. Uh, You know, many, many, many moons ago. But uh, that's that's neat. Unfortunately, you know, Jerry Lawler, Jerry the King Lawler, had a stroke and not in the best of health. So who's going to induct him into the Hall of Fame? We shall see. Uh, But he'll be right up there with Rey Mysterio and whoever else gets inducted into the Hall of Fame. This year, and of course, Andy Kaufman is dead. Died of lung cancer, but he wasn't a smoker. Uh, or did he die? And is he still alive? Who knows? Andy Kaufman knows. <laughs> and his close personal friends and his his uh, mortician and uh, and uh, coroner know. But uh, we we only know what we know. How do we know what we don't know? We don't. Uh, other news, Megan McConnell uh, and Peter Cameron are listed as the writers for the Vision Quest series. Uh, Good news, Megan McConnell worked on WandaVision, The Marvels, Agatha Covenant Chaos, and Peter Cameron worked on WandaVision, Moon Knight, and Werewolf by Night. So, hey, does that mean we'll get something spooky? We shall see. Uh, I'm very, very curious for what goes down with White Vision. I love WandaVision. I like the way it ends. I like the ship of Theseus. And um, I'm excited for a Vision Quest show. And could that mean the return of Wanda Maximoff? Maybe I can hope, can't I? But uh, yeah, uh, good news, and uh, getting two talented writers who've worked on other good Marvel stuff attached is equally good. Uh, Zachary Levi has been in the news as well. Lots of stuff with Shazam not doing so well. You could find lots of interesting articles, but has seemingly confirmed Dwayne Johnson's anti Shazamness. And I, I just don't get it. Uh, it's <laughs> Dwayne Johnson loving Black Adam so much, but just not seeing how deeply entrenched uh, that character is in the world of Shazam, and the you know the the end credits of Black Adam to the end credits of Shazam to to Shazam Two originally supposed to be against Black Adam, and it all having to be reworked, uh, just a, a bummer, and just sort of just proves uh, the DC Hydra all the heads not not, not communicating. Uh, And, you know, if a head gets cut off, uh, two more bad ones spring up to take their place. Uh, Now, James Gunn, uh, you know, letting the Hydra eat itself and uh, coming up with his own mythical monster for all of us to either enjoy or hate. But uh, look, you can find all sorts of stuff. Uh, Just type in Zachary Levi and Shazam to Controversy, controversy, uh, (laughs) and and you can read all sorts of stuff I've read so many things about it while i've been pooping that's when i like to read my shazam news when i'm pooping (laughs) so uh just wow i just hard to wrap my brain around and it it just seems like you know that just black adam and shazam 2 just uh, destined for for failure before they even began because uh if you don't understand the source material and what makes that stuff so good it is very hard to put up content that is gonna at least please the fanboys but but be good enough to uh to to persevere and continue on uh so there you have it daredevil born again there's some set photos that have led people to believe some or all of it may be set during the blip uh in fairness this does have to do with a date on a church billboard (laughs) but it but would explain the absence of karen and foggy daredevil born again is coming next year we're gonna get more and more information about it uh, all we know, 18 episodes. Uh, Punisher, Daredevil, Kingpin, and uh, uh, courtroom procedural. And I'm just so, so eager for the for the return of Charlie Cox and a Daredevil show. I can't can't even begin. Daredevil, one of my favorite Marvel characters. Uh, so yeah, really really stoked for this news. Uh, and uh, set photos, you know. Not a bad thing. They're going to pop out. People, that's how they make their living. Get in those shots that aren't the official shots from the source and from the studio. Uh, but you know what I mean? It, it allows clickbait article and, and things to talk about. So there you go. The Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel has added Patton Oswald and Kamal Nanjani to the cast. Uh, we don't even know what the, the name for this movie that's coming out at the end of this year. Uh, but I do know Patton Oswald and Kamal Nanjani. Good names. To add to uh anything, and uh both of them have uh, have interesting comedic sensibilities and uh you know ghostbusters while it is paranormal and uh, spooky is also a comedy at its heart so uh I think both of them could could riff with Paul Rudd very very well. And uh, we shall see what this movie is as more information comes. Uh, if you didn't see, Funko has cut back the Mondo movie poster business. If you didn't know, Funko actually bought Mondo. Uh, they, I mean, basically a lot of people at the top. So it doesn't mean that Mondo's done doing their Mondo thing, but it just means that there's a shakeup there. And uh, you know, Funko having to figure out. You know, we we talked about where they had to destroy all sorts of excess. Funko Pops, they're, they're trying to figure out their business model and uh, if they own other things, uh, they're they are figuring it out and unfortunately that is going to mean things being stopped, destroyed, jobs being lost and this is just one more example. Lots more information you can find out on the interwebs. I'm, I'm not well versed in exactly what this all shakes out to but I figured I'd mention it uh, so if it piques your interest you can dive deeper into it. Uh, Thunderbolts has added writer Lee Sung Jim which is good news, uh, I think, because he's worked before with director Jeff Skryer and actor Steven Yeun. So there you go; they're they're figuring out all their uh, their stuff going. Um, what have what else? Maya Kialoha has been cast as Lilo in the live action Lilo and Stitch movie. So one more Disney live action that's that's coming our way, and. Uh, uh, very, very good that they're they're picking a, an actress of Polynesian descent to play Lilo. So for now, until we know more, we can celebrate it. Uh, and then the last little thing for Flavor of the Geek, Fantastic Four, the movie, got a new writer in Josh Friedman. Uh, Friedman worked on Avatar 2 recently with James Cameron, but also the Snowpiercer TV adaptation. He was co-writer for Spielberg's War of the Worlds. Writer-creator of the Sarah Connor Chronicles, which made me pump my fist. Uh, he wrote Terminator Dark Fate. And the co-creator of Foundation on Apple TV+, which is a show I frickin' love. I can't wait to see season two this year, so um, not bad news. Uh, the previous writers were Jeff Kaplan and Ian Springer. They were better known for comedy, much more for comedy than for science fiction. Uh but you know, Friedman replacing these gentlemen. Uh maybe some of their comedic sensibilities will exist in the script. I'm sure there's there's a script to be worked on and you don't always throw the baby out with the bathwater. Sometimes you actually see if some parts of the well that sounds awful. Some parts of the baby are worth using. Not that kind of podcast. You know what I mean. Analogies are hard. Uh but yeah, uh Josh Friedman. <laughs> good, good bona fides in the science fiction world and fantastic four should be a science fiction movie uh should also have comedic sensibilities but um yeah snow piercer that tv adaptation great foundation great sarah connor Chronicles, wow so good war of the worlds movie very very enjoyable and i I actually really like the terminator dark fate movie so i think this is really good news for all of us who like the mcu and enjoy the fantastic four but that's it we've caught up on the news friends We've done the thing. You know the drill. Send me an email. Laugh at a Fuzzball Podcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Wookie Riot. I'm not very active on either one of those, but I throw funny pictures on the Instagram. Uh, occasionally post a tweet like, uh, I've I reached peak compliments, dear friends. Somebody said to me, has anybody ever told you you look like a Greek god? And uh, coming, coming on a, a week or two where I'm actually going to cut my hair. My hair has gone quite long, but it is time to get a haircut. And I... I need to do it for my wife, who doesn't really enjoy the long hair, and Danny's wedding is coming up, so it, uh, it'll give me a, a nice stout look, since I am the, the minister of the Universal Church of Life, marrying these two souls, so, uh, yeah, uh, to be told I look like a Greek god, I'm like, oh, that makes me want to keep my long hair, but then today, I uh, went to Knott's Prairie Farm, my hair is blowing all over the place in the wind, and I was like, screw this, it's going to get hot, I don't need to sweat in it, it can, it can grow back later if I ever, ever want it to, uh, but yeah. Uh, that's all to say, oh, man. Uh, hopefully, it's not some gross version of Dionysus, or uh, or just saying I look really, really old, like I could be Zeus. But uh, it was a nice compliment, it made me blush. But that's to say, I posted about that on my Twitter, uh, and I, I did post one or two funny pictures in the last week or so. So uh, I am semi-active on those and can be reached. You send me a message, it'll get to me. Find me on the Fantabulous Fuzzballs. Focus the laughing up fuzzballs facebook group come on join over 700 geeks that talk geeky on the book of faces uh, the book of faces where we figure out which parts of the baby we want to use <laughs> or uh just thanks for listening uh anchor.fm slash laugh dash shit dash up dash fuzzball becoming part of spotify for podcasters uh so leave the reviews on spotify if you're listening through there goyo if you're listening thanks man thanks for finally listening uh, join, in, join in all the, the fuzzballs. Um, what else? Uh, it also puts it out on, on App, Apple Podcasts, so please leave reviews those places. Uh, drop stars. It, it ostensibly does some sort of algorithmic thing which could get the podcast out to other people. The, the surest way is word of mouth. We're not a huge podcast. We're not making BooCube dollars. Uh, but yeah, tell your friends about it. If you're on Spotify or, or any one of those other podcasts, ways uh that proliferate this show into your ear holes click subscribe drop a rating if that's a thing you can do tell your friends about it and uh if you really want to support the podcast you can on that anchor.fm slash laugh dash shit dash up dash fuzzball you can just uh support the podcast right there really the way i i love if anybody wants to somebody just bought a sticker recently go to tpublic.com slash user slash laugh dash it dash up dash fuzzball there are plenty of designs. Or go into the search bar of tpublic.com and just type in Laugh It Up Fuzzball as four words. And all the all the things will pop up right there for you. We're at the top of the list because there's not a lot of people using that that tag. And I celebrate that. So buy a shirt, buy a sticker, buy a tote bag, buy a mug, buy any of those things. Perfect birthday and Christmas presents for all your loved ones. <laughs> and they're like, what is this? It's a podcast you should listen to, Mom. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah. I appreciate each and every one of you who listen level 340 done many more levels to come here in the future uh me and blue will be recording something in the very very near future uh or will we i think we will oh i'm not i'm not quite sure the wife works today so yeah yeah on wednesday we should be recording something uh but hey Thanks so much for being a listener. Thanks for listening to this level of the podcast. And until the next one, I remain your walking carpet of geekery. Joe the Wookiee Riot. Uh, stay classy. Be excellent to each other. But party on, dudes. Think positive. Stay negative, And we'll catch you on the flip side. TTFN. Wookiee out.